0: Welcome to Batu Ke Therapy 2, Season 1, Episode 5. And we have a very special guest. No, I'm not talking about Sandeep. Uh, he's special, but I'm not talking about Sandeep. No, Sandeep, my partner in crime, Sandeep, say hello. Then I'll introduce a guest.
1: The only special I have is needs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, it's not me as being the special. I already had my day in the sun, so to speak, uh, in the first episode. Now it's about other people and today we have somebody uh, who is um, who does something that i mean i haven't seen too many other people do it's a very new and nascent um, profession and it goes with today's uh, you know environment of being able to do a lot of things and being able to express yourself in many many ways and being able to help other people uh, uh, you know express themselves and understand other people's expression and uh, for that we have with us Samya Kulshrisht. Uh, hello, Somya. Hello, Sandeep. Hello, Fyush. Hey, Somya. Welcome to the
0: podcast.
2: Very, very, very glad to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Sandeep uh, gave a very quick, small introduction about you. But again, for our audience who are listening and, you know, our friends who are listening, I want to know how do you introduce yourself? How do you describe yourself?
2: I am still figuring out what's the best way to probably describe myself. But there was a very nice uh, vocabulary, nomenclature that Sandeep had once used to introduce me to someone. And I'm going to pompously borrow from it. I'd like to look at myself as someone who works to popularize and evangelize poetry amongst uh, people who think that they absolutely have no relationship with poetry, that they don't understand poetry. So I dabble very passionately in the field of poetry. Uh, that is something that I do uh, on a daily basis. Aside from that, um, I am a travel host. I live in this little village called Bir, now a town actually, uh, which is very, very famous for paragliding. I run um, a lovely little homestay here. It's like an art house and a, and a destination for readers to come and just plunk themselves and laze around through the day. And we're also working to build um, a boutique mudhouse resort of ourselves, just um, just a little distance away from here. And uh, professionally, I am an educator. I teach poetry, mythology, and communications. And I also am a marketer. I help individuals and organizations design communication and messaging strategies for themselves. That's what I do.
0: That's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and I was thinking that we are doing a lot of things you now. We, are, we aren't guys... Look at yourself. What are you doing?
1: If I may ask, Somya, you yeah. said you're, you live in a quaint village called Beer, but where exactly is Beer?
2: Okay. So, you know, um, so this village is actually called Beer.
1: Beer. Uh, that's right. how the
2: locals pronounce it. But thanks to a lot of uh, tourism, the name has been simplified to Beer. Beer billing is how this is known. It is in the Kamra district of Himachal. Like I mentioned, extremely popular as the world's. Second highest and second, second best probably spot for paragliding. And uh, this is about, say, two hours ahead of Dharamshala. That's mm-hmm. a more popularly known spot. Yep. And while beer wasn't so popular five years ago, right now it's on every travel enthusiast's to-do list. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now that the season has opened up for international tourists also, we are seeing so many different faces all around in the village. It's a nice time to be alive here. And yes, while the village is known for paragliding, it's more of a sort of a laid back place where you can just take walks along the village, meet people, lots of settlers uh, from urban communities have moved to this village, all of who are doing very interesting things, not limited to running cafes, you know, actually running (laughs) sound studios, production studios, just at a very nice pace, as a very laid back pace, we're all just living our lives very
0: happily here you your marketing bead or more beed. popular as yes. beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're very you well liked.
2: Himachal huh? was a part of Punjab, you know, earlier. So the, it's a thick
0: yeah. accent
2: yeah. here. So we're also learning of the Kangadi dialect and lots of Himachali songs. Oh, by the way, I sing as well. I professionally, too. So I do voiceovers, I do uh, singing. And for me, learning songs of a place is the easiest way to also understand that place. So over the past two years that I've lived here, uh, as a Delhi-wala, I think I have learned the most about Machari culture via the food and via the songs that they sing here.
0: The best way to learn about any culture is through. Yeah, I, I would not mind that at all. I think you've sold me on bead and I'm, you know, you might never know. You might see one of my face, you know, one day you're just traveling. Hey, why are you doing here? You know, I might do that.
2: How dare you even say that? I have to know in advance
0: if you're coming. I will definitely. I I don't want to spot your
2: face in the crowd here.
0: No, but honestly, I'm okay, one thing, I think I won't be surprised while throughout the podcast. like, Oh, I also do this. Oh, I also do that. I think I won't be surprised at all. Sandeep, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Soumya has a a separate cupboard just for all the hats that she wears because she does a lot of different things. Uh, Mostly, as I said, Uh, in expressing yourself and helping other people understand artistic expression, especially poetry now. You know, I myself, um, as we have established, both of us, Piyush and I, we're voracious readers. But I don't think either of us has got into poetry as much. Uh, I got as far as uh, Shall I Compare Thee to A Summer's Day. And uh, then, I mean, since Shakespeare, I've sort of given up on um, poetry. Uh, except for what I learned in school. So I think the way and I've been to a few sessions of Samya's, and um, it's really interesting the way she breaks down poetry. Sometimes it's about Urdu poetry, which is uh, which you don't understand certain words of, but it sound really interesting, and they say that Urdu is the best language for poetry. So it's very interesting how she explains things and context and all that. So yeah, I mean, multifaceted. And I must say that when she just uh, gives this throwaway line of "I like to sing." that is not entirely true somya is a, a, her life is a walking talking uh, broadway musical <laughs> It is. she breaks into song a, at everything anything can happen she can hear a uh, dog barking outside she'll break into some sort of song there
2: is a lot of <laughs> bullishai's poetry around dogs okay
1: yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure see there you go and she insists she uh, recently the, I'll, I'll tell you the most interesting Part of this was um, when she um, there was uh, you know she told told me that she was getting a tattoo done and to uh, her help with the pain uh, she started singing.
2: I saw uh, I, I was singing in Telugu of all the
1: languages.
2: I think all Indian languages are
1: mine. So, uh, Soumya, how exactly did you? think of doing this I mean this isn't really something that a lot of people do there isn't a real term for this profession so to speak as well I mean you've practically invented this whole job profile by yourself which is which is actually not uh, something not not too many people have been doing like Piyush and I we we invented this uh, format of podcasting uh, similarly uh, which <laughs> nobody has done since twenty uh, until 2022 absolutely uh, yeah So uh, similarly, you are also a trailblazer in certain ways, a path of, you know, creating a a separate path for yourself. So how exactly did you get into this? Why did you think of doing this? Sure.
2: So um, it was in the year 2013 that a friend of mine and ours, we opened a random, the random mess poetry club in Delhi. And we just invited people to just talk their hearts out. And you know, what was the major gentry that turned up? It was copywriters. So there was a lot of fun, funny poetry, you know, very observational stuff around whatever was happening in their lives that happened. And I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. And um, I think one of the things I also mentioned and I would mention it again is even if I do something for fun, somehow it ends up becoming a disciplined pursuit for me. So this was the time around which I started reading a lot of poetry and I realized a lot of what we'd done in school made very little sense to me, right? I mean... This was uh, uh, there was yep. this line, and I, I, I love I, remembering this line from school and from teachers that you know poetry is where you read in between the lines, and I for the life of mine couldn't find anything in between the lines except for what the teacher said. Ki ye likh dena to number mil <laughs> ya, <poet laughs> kehna tha, and there's no way this teacher knows the poet. Okay, like um, sorry for digressing here, but there's this very famous poem everyone knows about it, The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost, right? And, and it, I shall be singing right. this with a eye somewhere ages and ages hence two roads diverged in a yellow wood and I took the one that's travelled by and that's made yep. all the difference. As many teachers as I've spoken to, you know, they would, uh, they would tell us how this poem is about making brave choices, making choices, walking on paths that no one has really walked on, you know, choices and bravado in those choices is how they would explain. But when I myself went and researched on this poem, this poem was about actually opportunity costs in life. The poem is called The Road Not Taken, not The Road Less Travelled. It's there. It's staring at us in the face. But the thing is, because we were never asked to own up what we were reading, to own up what we were studying and apply our own brains to it. You know, application is left for the mathematical and scientific disciplines, (laughs) not for liberal arts. But it is very much legit there. So it was in 2015 that I got a call from this wonderful wonderful person, uh, Professor Dheerat Sanghi. Uh, he was the Dean of Academic Affairs at a college called IIIT Delhi uh, around that time. So he had seen me in a workshop and he asked me that, would you like to come and teach? I said, uh, of, of course, you know, like, I didn't even think I whether I can teach. And to top it, he said, you can make your own syllabus. You can make your own assessment scheme. And I was like, I'm going to do something massively good. And so I created a course at that point of time, which I called Indian Poetry Through the Ages. Because for me, context is important for you to take a jump wherever in the world that you want to uh, take. So I created a very nice course in which I did Sanskrit Poetics and Poetry with my kids. So I would do Bharatamuni's Natya Shastra and Kalidas. Then I would do Hindi, Urdu, Hindustani, in which we would talk a lot about language politics, about the communalization of language, and then we would do Amir Khusro, Mirza Ghalib and uh, Harivansh Rai Bachchan. Because we had to do just representative poets, you know, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. one only I could pick. And then uh, finally we would do um, Indian writing in English, post-colonial uh, Indian writing in English. And then we would explore poets like Nisim Azekiel, Kamala Das and my favorite, Shahid Ali. He's a Kashmiri diasporic poet and he's someone who has mastered the art of writing verses in English which if I might tell you as, as someone who has studied vessels, because they are such a rhythmic musical form of poetry right. to write them in English with their Radifs and kafiyas and bears it's an impossible task but he has mastered it. So wow. yeah, this is what I do. This is what I teach and I'm still teaching it.
0: Oh, I, Again, you brought up a, like a few, I won't say all of the points were amazing. A few of them you, I think it did touch me Was with again, I think I wanted to say this as Again, noticing my teachers, but no one taught up taught poetry with this much passion at all. Like I don't think no one did research on that. And the poem about road not taken, right? And that that's that's a good point.
2: It's called the road not taken. Do you see it now?
0: <laughs> and I I had this moment again, not with the poem. Unfortunately, uh, for me, the I I could say that the only poem that I've read is Madhushala by Harivansh Rai Bachchan twice, ah. from cover to cover. I it's very basic but it's very very good in my in my thing
2: i know podcast hai, but oh no <laughs> i am
0: sorry
2: i am
0: really okay
2: please aray, please that would be amazing madira Amazing, amazing.
0: And I think I assume like because you've read them so much and you understand, I think that's a, I think that's commendable to just read couple of lines and work out that, okay, has a person written or not like to find out that touch. I think that's mind blowing and if you can do that, I, I, kudos to you. Like, seriously, like it's. You
2: know, this is how historically a lot of our past has been received by us. How are we able to make sure that a certain piece of Sanskrit literature was written, say, not in 500 BCE, but in 700 CE? Is because you study the stylistics. You study what kind of words, what kind of rituals existed at that point of time. Is this particular poet even capable of writing these lines? Do the linguistics match? And so it's an entire interesting field of study. We have to because we not deeply. But once say you study enough walib, once say you study enough Bachan. These were poets who were not just creating images. They were creating entire vocabulary sets around a certain kind of feeling that poetry engendered in them. And so it's very easy to figure out that this is what This is figure out. कि क्या ये possibility hai and it's not just ki koi sophistry pe main baat kar rahi hu Faiz ki bhi ek nazm hai jiska naam hai उस को पढ़ आप ये figure out social vocabulary that this matches up to that poet and all we need is an hour of familiarization with the poet not much of course poetry is a lifetime का but if a tired, with you a lot of to
1: If I may, uh, you know, very quickly, for my understanding, what is art is everybody gets the same kind of input from the world, right? The inputs that you receive are pretty much the same. But when you filter those inputs through the filter of your personality and your understanding of the world, what remains and what is filtered through is your art, is your understanding of the world. And when you express that, that is what art is for me. So it is very personal. And it is always changing. As um, I think Hippocrates once said, uh, no, um, I think it was Hippocrates, he said that uh, you never step into the same river twice. Similarly, you never step into the same understanding of the world twice, You, you need to constantly evolve because you are evolving and then what you understand of the world evolves. And I think Poetry expresses the essence of that, while uh, prose expresses the mechanisms or the mechanics of it. Much better, it describes it, but poetry expresses it as pure essence, uh, is how I understand poetry. Sorry for going on. Uh,
2: no, 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 no. There were What happens in my case is I teach hyper-quick courses, 28 hours in one go. Now, I can't give voluminous books for my kids to, you know, just read, even if I want them to read a madhushala uh, I give them a Manade recording. Ki ha, isko suno, jakina, isko aram se enjoy right, yeah. ko Sufi poetry sam hai, main reference gane mm. And it's much quicker. The absorption is much quicker because right. the sensorial input that's going into them, it's not just text that they're absorbing. They're absorbing from here. It's going here and they're just in a trance with it, right? So poems just reveal themselves. So, number one, songs. Thank you. Great. Number two, when you said, what is art? And, you know, the question that we begin with, even when we do our poetry classes, it's what is poetry? Right. right. And this is literally the first piece of literature that all of us begin reading. We all begin our lives at rhymes and songs and, you know, we later graduate to stories and poetry. So the bare minimum, what we understand of poetry and when you said essence, right, is that it is the art form wherein you express a lot more using a lot less. So it's a concise form of expression, which is what leads to what you say this uh, using uh, very, very few words, uh, the the volume or the magnitude of meaning that gets constructed. So that's the first thing I tell my kids. The second thing is poetry helps sort of give form to the intangible experiences of life. So it's a medium through which you learn to communicate all the intangibles that you go through in life and sort of give it some kind of a tangible form. So for example, if I ask people to imagine a chair, they imagine a chair, right? It could be wood, it could be plastic, it could be anything. But bare minimum, it's, it's, it's used for sitting. But if I then ask um, everyone to say, imagine love, Now, love could take any form. And how you experience love, whether you experience this as violence in the background, whether you experience this as dewdrops on a winter morning, right beneath your feet, or whether you imagine it as a conjure through your heart, which is a pain stimulus, right? It's your love. The way you, whatever you felt of it, how can you find the closest possibilities in known vocabulary to communicate it? And that's what makes it so interesting. And this entire thing is the game of, metaphors, the indirect, the non-literal use of language, right? So Snodgrass was this poet who very interestingly said that my daughter is an eel in my heart. And uh, when, again, when we are doing workshops or, you know, once we want people to start interpreting poetry, But um, it's, it's something, it's a mechanism that keeps a broken heart together. And it's so precarious that the moment it shakes, the heart can bleed out. wherever men have refused to acknowledge their emotions, the birth of a daughter sort of creates a flurry of them, right? So this is how we just, we we take very simple lines. We take very simple words. We take very simple expressions and then we just valo with them. We just stew with them. We marinate in them for (laughs) as long as we need to, to come to something beautiful. And this is one experience that I really would love to share with you. Uh, so we also help our kids create metaphors. So to bada simple sa hai metaphors create karne ka. So I was in Saharanpur carrying all of my city Delhi English pride, like this snobbish teacher I walked in there. It was a huge auditorium packed with kids from grade eighth, um, 9th and eleventh uh, from all the schools in Saharanpur. And pride destroyed I can't, I can't say this enough. So we were doing a very simple metaphorization activity in which I would give kids an object. And kids would try to create a sense around it. So if I a would say But there was this one child. I remember the object that I had given was time. And this child said, time ma'am is my entire family. अभी have 6 साल पुरानी घटना है तो मैं एप्रोक्सीमेशन uh, में बता रही हूं आपको कि उसने क्या बोला टाइम इस माय होल फैमिली आई वाज लाइक अच्छा वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग हाउ ही सेड दैट मैम तो जो घड़ी होती है ना घड़ी कहा उसका जो आवर हैंड है वो मेरे डैड हैं वो दिन में सबसे पहले निकलते हैं सबसे हैं जो मिनट है मिनट मिनट का ध्यान रखती हैं और जो के हैं हम, बच्चे हैं हम so anytime you want to check if a clock is working, this is the second hand that you see. On Madam G, I have two times that we at the breakfast time and at the dinner time. And sure, it does not structurally sound like poetry, but any kind of thought that is able to marry so much together and express things beautifully, for me at the thought level qualifies as poetry. Structure is not language.
0: Yeah, that's a very, very deep thought. Uh, wow! Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still reeling in with the thought. I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. And I, again, I'll, if we haven't drilled the point enough, I would still say like, it's, it's the thought that matters. It might generate from reading something. It might generate from watching something. And I think we've all surrounded ourselves by the artist. We've surrounded ourselves by like amazing books that we have read. And it's, it's always how you interpret it. But then you have your own personal experiences attached to it. Like you mentioned the thing about, you know, needle in the heart. I'll just add on to it. There's a very amazing sculpture. Uh, He's a sculpture artist uh, and he does this amazing pieces in Toronto. My wife is a very good friend of his, Jogi Makhani. And he has this piece of two separate words. And this is randomly, we, we were in an art exhibition and I bumped into him and he's telling me about his work. Like there's two different wood pieces. People said that it's, it's kind of useless. What it was, he nailed them together and made it so beautiful. And he said like, this is, this is a metaphor for for me. It, it feels as if that he's trying to bring two things together. His thing is that I have interpreted it in a way where my father wanted me to be a surgeon. And that's where that the, what represents is like my, you know, struggle, eternal struggle of being what I wanted to do with my father, who's himself is a surgeon. And that, and it's like, it's so mind blowing. Like when you read something, how ways you can interpret as it it's, it's yeah, I think that's what the Absolutely. beauty of art is. That's, that's what I feel. Absolutely.
2: And you know, sometimes we, we, we also sort of look for very convoluted expressions. I found poems which state the obvious, but the obvious you'd never seen. So it, it, it sort of rings somewhere. So one example of this, one great example of this kind of poetry is there's a contemporary poet called Geet Chaturvedi. He's probably amongst the greatest of Hindi poets in, that we have in the country right now. And there are these two beautiful lines by him where he says, Wow. But do you want to take in that kind of effort to go deep into the valley and then cross over? To actually go acknowledge the depths and then cross over? And right. this is an obvious statement. It's a visually obvious statement.
0: It's the obvious things that you miss, right? End of the day. That's, and that's what they're pointing you towards.
1: See, uh, there is this line in the Bible that says, I am all things to all men. And I think uh, the truest and you know deepest uh, th- art is exactly that. It is like when you watch a cubist painting, for example, a Picasso. Uh, you know okay I mean you go into certain other types of uh, paintings that there is a very surface level or if you're looking at starry night there is a starry night you know uh, or whatever but when you look at something like a cubist painting it doesn't make any sense to the first viewing but then you start each person starts understanding something from it that depends on who you are as a person and how you see the world right essentially poetry is the same thing it is like a lot of people will debate okay this is what the poet means and this is Prose is a little more straightforward in terms of what the uh, author or the writer wants to convey. It's pretty much on the page and what they've written. It's, as they say, the word prosaic. Uh, But the idea, the word poetic, it means that, uh, I mean, it sort of represents to me the idea that it means what I want it to mean to a certain extent. So it may not be correct with certain, um, uh, you know, uh, interpretations of that work. But if I took this something from that, which is very personal to me, um, it's like I always say, no, no person reads the same book. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Piyush, uh, Samya and I, if we read the same book, we would be reading different books because yeah. we are different people similarly and that is most um, uh, you know most um, th- that is sort of underlined so much in poetry because it is so open to interpretation yeah. and that's why we have
0: talked about a lot and you've mentioned so many authors like so many writers and so many you know amazing poets from various points like i you've talked about urdu poets or talked about sanskrit poetry or talked about hindi poetry or talked about english poetry and again, you mentioned one point that all Indian languages are mine. How do you, like, how did it start? Like, how do you go attempt to, you know, understand a poetry that's in a different language? Songs.
2: Songs are my go-to place because songs are infused with way more emotions than just words, right? Because the music is communicating something to you. The way the singer is singing, you know, certain lines, the texture of the voice communicates something to you. So I may not know it's a sad song, but I feel, I may not understand the words are sad. But I do cry upon listening to songs if I immerse that much in in, in them. And uh, in front of Sandeep, I wouldn't even mention or venture into Malayalam. But uh, Malayalam songs, Telugu songs, Punjabi, I understand, right? I mean, Punjabi, Hindi, Urdu, these are all the languages. a little effort in Gujarati. a little effort in Bengali jo two languages for sure mujhe aati, that is kashmiri and malayalam but i'm trying and kashmiri then again i'm trying via poetry there's this beautiful beautiful poetess uh, or from the land of kashmir called habba Khatun, who was the wife of the last um, last uh, muslim uh, king yusuf shah chik and you know this, this, this guy through political machinations and certain 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 things was taken away from kashmir and Haba Khatun could have predicted it. And Haba Khatun was someone who was already married. When Yusuf Shah Chukko was married, he said that Kashmir was not going to be a good thing. And instead of love and longing, he was going to be a good thing. And uh, thanks to platforms like Cook Studio Pakistan or Cook Studio India, a lot of research is also going into these songs and they're coming out. So if you see this movie, you can see the lyrics from Kashmir. Actually, Kashmir is not going to be a good thing cross-culture or interface poetry. Like, if I read the children of Khusro, and again, Sandeep, I'm really sorry here. So I first of all ask them to listen to Ranjana's Inshad Kamil's songs. Because they are based on all Khusro's. They are based on Khusro's heritage. They are Now, what you do when you do something like this is you make it accessible, right? Who is a guy born in so I tell them a little story. So you have to storify things. You have to make things interesting. And you have to always function from their context. See, another thing that happened uh, in, in traditional academia to us was that we were talked down to. That we come to, we will tell the things that we have. No child does to study it. Especially teenage those who have been able to study, mid-teenage, they won't be able to study it. So we have to learn from So we have to learn from them in tradition. These things start from there. They start from there. That Khusru was such great poet that he was going to go anywhere from one тун को बहुत प्यास लगी उन्होंने देन uh, saw these four females you know filling water तो उन्होंने जाके पूछा कि बीवी पानी पिला देंगी एंड ऑल ऑफ दिस यू these women, they looked at एट and they said, सेड hey, हे तुम तो अमीर खुसरो जैसे दिख रहे हो कहते दिख रहाऊंगा तो शायद हूंगा कहते हम कैसे मान ले कहते ठीक है ऐसे मान दीजिए। आप सब ना मुझे एक-एक वर्ड दीजिए something out of it. word तो पहली औरत ने वर्ड दिया चरखा दूसरी ने वर्ड दिया तीसरी ने वर्ड दिया धोल। and the fourth friend said ye to bade words de rahi difficult word dungi so the word she gave was kutta and the legend says that it didn't take kusro any time to create the doha ki khir pakai jatan se dia charkha chala khir pakai jatan se dia charkha chala aaya kutta kha gaya tu bethi dhul baja le pani pila aur bari haddi dena fir wo aapke uske bada aap, pir abinko diri diri graduate karke Sufism की philosophy, उसके gravitas पे, जहां तक लेके जाना चाहते हो, साथ चलेंगे. और इतना साथ चलेंगे, Piyush, कि I remember mentioning की assessment मेरे हाथ में होती थी. तो मैं बच्चों को anything between two to five number free के देती थी, if they would turn up for an outdoor class. मैं दिल्ली में रहती थी. इतनी poetry दिल्ली में हुई है. So, जब मैं � in some time period, he was there. And when I was there, I was there, and I was there, I think last weekend, so I was there. So right? like, I was there, think- and I was there, and I I was there, and I was there, and I was there, and I
0: was there, and I was there, and I would have loved it and I my biggest complaint about reading anything or being taught anything again I'm dissing teachers and it's not their fault for sure was that there was no medium to you know there was no examples there was no fun to read in it right like that's why people like all these new channels have come up with an academy and all these apps is because they make it more interesting. Um, And when you learn through these mediums, when you're there, when you're immersed in that, that is absolutely, and that's what we see here also, right? Like when we have, see people who have passed out of fine arts colleges, who have done their literature writing, they've been completely immersed in it. It can be from the most technical bit about computer engineering to very, very, you know, heavy art, artsy stuff. You are in that environment. You are surrounded by people who think the same. No one is concentrating, carry, I don't know how what to do next, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. No, everyone is around collectively doing it. Even the teachers, even the students, and the environment obviously help. Like, imagine just walking out and talking about oh, that. Is so good. Like, oh my God. Like I am interested. I am like, oh, I want to do this. This is so good. Sandeep, won't you
1: agree? Like this is this is the way you should do it. No, see, um, I I mean uh, I've known Somia for a while, so I understand what she does. But I completely agree that education and especially things that require a little bit of a little bit of effort to understand, and obviously something that doesn't require effort to understand to uh, to appreciate is probably not worth uh, taking that effort to appreciate. So something that requires an effort, like poetry. Which, is, which requires you to think about yourself and about how you... It doesn't really need technical understanding. It needs you to delve into your thoughts as to how you feel about something of that sort. So uh, somebody who can excite that kind of, um, you know, that kind of, how do you call it, uh, intention within you or inclination within you to, be, to want to explore yourself, um, to read this poem as a poem that speaks to you in a specific way, you need i mean obviously you can as uh, Samya once mentioned that you know you'd have your teachers give their interpretation or an interpretation they read in some book which they are required to teach you which is a universal or more prevalent uh, interpretation of a certain poem yes there is that but as Samya says the poet poem spoke to her personally and that requires an effort at your end right. and you will only make that effort when you feel when you feel uh, inclined towards it or you feel that it's worth it and uh, what uh, Somya does and things like that, and then, you know, your teachers that remain with you uh, in school are those that excited that uh, inclination and that need, that want, that requirement to be able to delve into yourself to understand it, whether it's, and, you know, as yep. I said, again, I keep going back to the point that I read books a lot and everything that I read, I have a certain filter in my head as to how I understand this. Maybe I might have visceral reactions towards certain events or certain people. I recently read this amazing book, which is about as close to poetry and prose as um, I could uh, get, uh, one could get is, uh, it's called uh, Sula by Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison. Yeah, Toni Morrison is a Nobel Prize winning uh, author. And this is, it's a very small, slim volume. It's about 130, 40 pages. Um, but it is the, the kind of things that she's, she's put in into that and it speaks so much To me, who is A, not a woman, B, not black, C, not suffering under the injustices of slavery or post-slavery American life uh, that black people had to deal with and still are to a certain extent uh, today, which is why you require Black Lives Matter. But when you read Sula, there are so many, there are things that are contextual in terms of um, the environment they're living in, the political environment, social environment, how they deal with race relations, but it's also a very personal story of a girl called Sula and her best friend, and how they relate to each other, they relate to the world, they relate to various relationships within them. And each of those might have a different meaning to me as uh, to what the meaning would be to you, Piyush, or to you, Somya, because similar relationships in your life to your father, to your mother, to your um, loved lover, whatever it is, they have certain different meanings to you because your relationships are different to each of these people than to me. So to be able to excite that kind of uh, want and you know need to be into that is something that is commendable and you always remember teachers like that and i think that is what why you know people want to get into that because you lose out on that sense of wonder and that sense of oh i want to explore this when you get older and if somebody you know, or with bad teachers or not good enough teachers or teachers who don't care enough and that is why i think in a long-winded way in a very large nutshell that's why i think what somya does uh, really important but Swami can I ask you pair this with singing but obviously I've been to some of your sessions and you you collaborate with a lot of singers as well um, I know that as we have mentioned your life is a constant uh, soundtrack but you don't sing at your own sessions you collaborate with musicians and classical singers so how did you know how did you get into that why I mean why, tell us a little bit about that as well.
2: Right. So, uh, but just to correct you, Sandeep, I do sing at my own sessions as well, right? I mean, not all the sessions are done at a scale where we can afford to all of us be in one place at one point of time. But I think uh, after moving to beer, uh, suddenly this industry uh, or suddenly this domain where so many people are pursuing their passions just for the heck of it. Not because they're professionally employed with that passion, not because they're professionally pursuing something, but just because they love sitting on the mountains and singing. I met so many people of these kind. And probably the way when I talk about poetry, other people get fascinated. I was fascinated looking at them. And the second thing that happened when I met these people in such a chilled out environment, you know, non-competitive, carefree, nature, nature-esque environment. Another thing that happened is we very organically collaborated. So I remember Akanksha Grover is the singer uh, with whom I've done a lot of lovely concerts now in which what, the, what we pr- probably do, or what we actually do is that I set context, I decide, I do storytelling around say a particular piece of poetry and then Akanksha completely takes over and sings it in so many forms with her classical finesse. But you know how that session was created? That session was created in beer on an overnight jam exactly in the room where I'm sitting and, you know, talking to you in this podcast. At around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. at night, this started happening organically. I mean, she was singing. She forgot the lyrics. I recited them the way I recite poetry. And then she added to it. And then I added more nuance to it. And there were a couple of uh, instrumentalists who were sitting along. So this was organic si juggalbendee. And when we woke up the next day, we thought we should do on stage. We should do it. We should do it. We're to go in Delhi. We have our audience there. So Delhi audience 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 But even, even though we roughly are aware of what we are going to present on stage, I can tell you it's not a staged set. Akanksha doesn't know 90% of the times what I'm going to do. I don't know what she's going to do. And milestones are set. We follow this, we follow we to this. And that's why we are also able to collaborate with different people of our kinds.
0: And again, I think that's what you, uh, so you brought up a very good point was it's, it's a, it was, it's a jam session. It's improv. And yeah. it's like, it takes you somewhere that you don't know where you might end up be. And I think that's the beauty of it. That's the journey for the audiences as well, who might come to your session and you know, who might,
2: I think you should- Sorry, I would love to make this point. I think that also comes from the teaching journey in the sense, I don't know to what audience I'm playing. So first 15 minutes, we just get to know the audience. And then whatever our understanding is. So I don't have a prepared set that I'm going to force down your right, throats. Right. I want to spend some time with you. I'm going to understand where in the zone, all of these gatherings are Urdu poetry oriented. Right. Uh, these go by the name of Sazo or sukhan. Saz uh, is instrument, sukhan is words or poetry. So that's how the collaboration sort of is named Sazo Sukhan. So once I understand what my audience is like, then we are able to serve them.
0: Okay. So my point was same thing. Like I'm getting back to your sessions and your audiences because I would love to attend that. And I want to know over the years, are amazing that you talk to your audience to understand, I'm assuming what do they want to hear or what we, it gives you a general idea. But then how has that audience response been? How do they react to this amazing performance? And how does that go ahead? Like, I'm I'm kind of imagining myself and I'm like, I think I'll I'll just keep clapping. I think that would be my response.
2: Look, so there are two or three things in this. Huh? First of all, if classrooms, it's all the same for my okay? audience. Because we do try to create that personalized interaction. So three people ask me, the audience, who is the poetry poetry, and who doesn't like the poetry. the rate of change The right. <laughs> poetry to intuitively, सब सब these songs and these poems stay right. with us. And न, audience, primary audience. I to really want to talk to you. But uh, now, just to talk uh, about the response. I think once we create a common vocabulary of exchange, of understanding poetry, then things reach everyone. The problem is poetry itself is slightly complicated vocabulary. It is art that is functioning two layers above liberality, meaning is six layers below. So you have not take it But if you, have in the way, you poem in the context that या फिर उसको थोड़ा सा approachable बना देंगे approachable कैसे बनाते हैं performers क्या करते हैं performers wit humour sarcasm use करते हैं हम भी use करते हैं और हम कोशिश करते हैं कि हम करें from something that I would call easy poems right, right. not just hitting out सबसे first को से हम शुरू नहीं करेंगे first तक हम आपको लेके जाएंगे तो simple share जैसे हुसैन बारावी साहब की एक poem है कि क्यों तू अच्छा लगता simple there have been so many occasions where we try to plan to meet up with our lover. So many times that we plan to meet up with our lovers and lovers are not the kindest of people, you know, once they understand that we love them. So the power is with them. So there's a share where someone says that, We had written something to get to know. We had written something to get to know. We had written something to get to now, there's a collective gasp and sigh in the whole audience. And when you're united emotion and energy, then you can change the mood from that moment becomes impossible. Then you're completely existing with us. And after that, what do you do? You go to humor and satire. Again, it's easier to understand. So, Sagar Khayami Sahib's poem, which sounds, sounds funny, but it's very approachable again. And it's based on communalism, where he says, 1 mahina ho chuka hai band matan davaton mein khare hain bhindiya ehle sukhan people who deal with words people who are poets un poetry khanni pad rahi hai noshni par maare khaake ghuniya kya dikhaye shayari ka bakpan ghuniya hoti hai arbi arbi khaake poetry karke kaise dikai. ho gaye palak ka pata nazuki se gulbada right to aisa fun 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 karenge and then he will come to the punch where he says नफरतों की जंग में देखो तो क्या-क्या हो गया नफरतों की जंग में देखो तो क्या-क्या हो गया सब्जियां हिंदू हुई बकरा मुसलमान हो गया no, things that hit everyone because they're happening in our context and once the context unites you once the emotions unite you phir ab chalo mere sath protest poetry ko explore karne phir mujhse pehli si mohabbat se lekar hum dekhenge se lekar dastoor jitte poems people sit and how do they respond Mumbai, and Mumbai is a place where I realized it then that many studio slots um, international calls thing, podcast podcasts. थी. No one left. So we a break लिया. I could see at least 10 people on their calls. Yes and no, can we push this a little? Can I would not be able to come today. Can we take another slot? So out of 80 odd people who turned up, three left because they could not not go.
1: Yeah, so uh, Swami, I wanted to ask something from a different perspective, like you work with, obviously you do, you work with poets, uh, I mean, or poetry of a older generation, but you also work with contemporary poets, I think a little bit, and you are into that scene. So how, or when you are, you know, you know, I mean, you're not a poet yourself, uh, in terms of you don't put yourself out as a poet yourself. So when you're in that, when you're dealing with that community, when you're dealing with poets, especially poets of today and who are in that, are either trying to, uh, say, interpret in certain ways your holy cows of poetry of yesteryear or contemporary poets who have certain expressions and they want to explain that themselves although, or they want to stay in their ivory tower and say, this poetry is inaccessible. Some people, I guess, trip on that, you know, poetry, and that is a badge of honor. So when you're trying to break that down, so how is it dealing with the how do you, I mean if I may say, use a uh, you know say a term that uh, how do you, how is it dealing with the industry with the people who are poets and in the poetry circles and how do you know how do they receive what you're doing and how is it working with them?
2: Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. It's not uh, it's not all hunky dory if I may say. But see, uh, I think the number one way to destroy anything is to call it an industry, right? Because that's where standards and paradigms and anything of this sort of, this sort of nomenclature starts coming in. And then there are definitions. Now, I know for a fact that certain poems, the way I saw them five years ago, I don't see them like that anymore. And a beautiful application of this is Fez, who was writing what we call protest literature or revolutionary poems in, um, and he passed away, I think, by 1984. But his songs are still made relevant, not from a protest side, but from an inclusion side. Any kind of marginalization that is seen in the society. Now you represent his poems uh, in, in that context. Anything evolves. Poetry evolves. Science evolves. Any and everything evolves. But evolution, you know, also sometimes is aided by these people who refuse to evolve, who refuse to accept the fact that, Kal ka aaya, bacha, ki kya Sorry for putting it that way. But this is how it also comes to me. And which is why I think uh, for a period of good two, three years, I also disappeared from the public domain. Because the feedback, they call, it, they call it feedback. It is not feedback. But they call it feedback. It was becoming too much. And the thing was, I was making mistakes. And I'm very, very happy to admit that I didn't it And the thing is, I would have loved to be dealt with the way I deal with my students who have the freedom to come and spew whatever nonsense that they want to in front of me, which I don't qualify as nonsense. That as the chaos from which their order can come, and probably I do this in classrooms because that didn't happen with me. So what I'm essentially saying is, when I I am also on my journey, right? I'm on my journey to understanding poems. I don't claim with even five percent of confidence to say that even jo poets mujhe bahut achhe se aate hai, mujhe puri tarikhe se aate, bilkul nahi aate. And I've been studying for five years. I've explored for seven years. And I don't think that in the next ten years, these people will go anywhere. I try integrate but also, digital it's so easy to it is so easy to just say, ब्ला, 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 ब्ला. And it is wrong for me to say that this wouldn't affect me. And also, uh, because it was not coming to me only via the digital medium. It was also coming to me via well-wishers, quote-unquote. That, you know what, you shouldn't do this. Or you should do this under our chhatr chaya. You should do this under our supervision, under our mentorship. And the thing is, I will adopt you as a mentor if I feel like it. Right? I, I believe mentees need to adopt mentors, not the other way around. Right? It's our life at the end of the day. So it was not massive massive, but those two instances of negativity were to puncture karne ke liye. And we have water with hashtag ReadForRevolution. So when we think that the world is not growing so beautiful or not getting into understanding things, I lock myself up in a room and I fiercely educate myself. That's the only thing and the only thing I do. And that's the only place from where my confidence comes. And once then I know. And then these kids help. They are the best feedback givers, know. Because they will ask you such basic questions. You will ask Ramayana at the end. They will ask Ram who was Ramayana? This happens question ke saath but not second guess context ye ya assume ki ki ram society ki you have i think
0: you made it a very good point when you said like in your sessions you said okay poetry that is your audience that is you have to, right? You have to approach it in a way where not everyone gets what you're talking about.
2: I think in I'm compelled to also share that there is this other gentry, right? Which we call the digital poets or the Insta poets or the WhatsApp poets who are trying to make their poems so accessible that a certain degree and as much as I don't try to judge but a certain very intense degree of mediocrity has seeped into uh, the kind of poems that are being written right now that I'm really, really scared of being judged by scholars who would come 100 years later and see that this time there ऐसी poetry you can't work against it. You can just do your thing.
0: That's the nature of it, right? You are in a world where you are judged, right? And with the whole social media thing going on, you can just about get anything. Like what you wear to what you speak on how do you speak?
2: But in a very nice poetically uh, written book, it was a prose book. There was this line which has stayed with me. See, poetry also gives me personal strength. That is why I'm so aligned to it. It's not just what I'm doing in front of the public. You should see me in my personal space, like like Sandeep said, just singing mm. poems and then sighing also feeling them. Kya hi bol there's this lovely line which said uh, the more wo- the more walls you bring down, the safer you become and I think I'm in that process of bringing down all these walls now from around me. I don't want to create a sanctuary around me
0: okay, a very weird question I don't know how long will that with uh but what are your favorite like, lines of poem that you might want to go back again and again, again and again and just, you know, like this?
2: I cannot tell you my favorite lines because they are too many. I can't tell you my favorite poets. My absolute, absolute poet love in life, if you've not still guessed it, is this person called Faiz Ahmed Faiz. I, I adore him. I mean, he, he, the only problem is he didn't use to decide. He didn't use to do justice to his poems. The way they needed to be recited, but that's okay. We are here to fill up for that gap. You know, Fez became fest because so many wonderful women, sassy women, sang his kalam's out. And in terms of um, his poetry, um, the Javed poems like "Hum Dekhenge" or uh, "Mukhe Pehli Se si Mohabbat hai, But they are which are even more beautiful, very ah, they, they reside here. The second poet that I love to bits to death is uh, this Kashmiri diasporic poet by the name of Aga who I mentioned has written you know, Vazils in English with beautiful... They are so lyrical. Like one of his just Jiska Radiv Tonight, goes like, Where are you now who lies beneath your spell tonight? Where are you now who lies beneath your spell tonight? Who else from rapture's road will you expel tonight? And give me lyrical somnolency poems but politics that I cannot, you know, probably explain that in one go. And of late what has happened is, of course, all of us grow up appreciating a lot of poetry of romance. But I have grown up to appreciate poems of protest. So the other poets that I like are, say, the Punjabi poet by the name of um, Aftar Singh Sandhu Pash, then uh, Habib Jalib then many 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 others and i think hindi poems poets me vinod kumar shukla and Chatur chaturvedi are my favorites along with the great 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 professor ashok chakridhar so uh, professor ashok chakridhar is perhaps the greatest living hindi language poet in the country right now and uh, uh, he dabbles in the poetry of humor and satire hasya <laughs> ki and he has worked as a teacher for 30 years in So he has लिए he is a probably the closest I have come to calling someone a mentor. Uh, for the primary reason that my language is Gaurav, to be a lot from I am a product of an uh, Indian school, English language, English medium schooling system where we had to put we That's why, how we were taught English. We were taught English by fearing Hindi. Right? So, our thoughts also break in uh, Hindi. So, I speak Hindi a lot of time but I speak Hindi a lot of times, and I was able to reverse translate from English. So, my thoughts were coming in English. So, what happened once? Professor uh, Ashok Chakadhar was invited as a guest to a certain um, event in Bhopal. This is a festival called Jiflif. And Bhopal is one of those cities in the country which has a very active poetry right. community. Like, they are living their culture. Beautiful place. Fact, में में पोईट्री, पोईट्री, पोईट्री i'm from
0: i'm from indore so it's
2: just i know i've been to both, yeah quite a few times sarafa a my
0: mouth is watering just thinking about sarafa so okay let's not go there
2: <laughs> let's not go there uh, to Bhopal festival. It's a stage show, 800 people sitting in the audience, lots of fans. And I was supposed to introduce that session. I was supposed to introduce Sir because he was my mentor. So I had a personal, what do you say, affinity also towards him. Bahut Hindi mein likha. Stage pe gai, so I had a very good introduction in Hindi. I started reading it out. And I felt like giving up the paper because I was a very confident public speaker. Hu. So i paper give the, papers, the intro. So there came a point at which I wanted to tell the audience that you may you know sir as a great poet, as a great painter, he's also an actor, he's also a director, but I know him as a teacher. Who, in a very gentle manner, communicated the pride of my own language to me. And he made me playful with the language. He asked me that it's not that you use complicated words. Used. Like, can you can to cigarette, don't to just in the garb of the fact that puritanically Hindi is completely. now what is happening is, I want to communicate this one line to the audience that sir taught all of this to us in a very gentle manner. I hmm. I couldn't understand the Hindi of gentle. Gentle Hindi, gentle, not gentle. You're freeze And are you're and तरह, ब्ला ब्ला ब्ला, i 800 came and I sat in the audience. And then I'm sitting in the front row, session and sir, you know, these teachers have this all-knowing smile. These are the great teachers that we are talking about. he's just having this smile towards me. And i I think these are those moments where you wish dinosaurs were still alive so that they could eat you and And then the moderator fielded the first question to sir. Uh, 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 and i sir, he He told the moderator that I will answer your question, but first let me address what happened here. And my heart was like, to Sir said that this is and fans were in the audience. They said, gentle, 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 gentle. Pura, jo, uh, dome hai, that whole dome is resonating, echoing with gentleness. And then sir waited for it to die down. And he looks at the audience and he says, And now Yeah,
1: obviously, if you didn't know that, right. come on. All right. No, I-
2: it's not in my context, Sandeep. That's what I'm trying to say. We go through life with so much just like nonsense happening around us. So sir said, i ki And it's, But this is what teachers do, right? I mean, I can feel bad for an iota of a second. So much so that when that session ended, I took the last audience question. And I was like, sir, I love your poem, I really like it. Suna denge. Se request kar rahi hu. Pat comes reply. Gentle so suna <laughs> That's how elusive. And I'm not scared of admitting it. That's how much I didn't think in my context in my own language.:
0: It would have been so simple. I, I get that, and I think. Uh, st- that stopping on the stage in front of a, i can only imagine and you don't get that it's it's impossible to you know understand at that specific point in time okay what are you talking about what does that mean like you know and you yeah. sometimes you get stuck like ah! and it ha- happens to the greatest uh, yeah so i think
2: you no know, if you ask me what does somia mean i can probably tell you it means gentle soft whatever but the fact that contextually you can put it in practice these are two, knowledge and application are two very different things. Knowledge and experience are two very different things. And I'm happy to admit I wasn't there. Probably I'm still not there. But my journey has taken off very
1: beautifully. Again, even in language, and I used to be somebody like this. Uh, there are a lot of gatekeepers in language, right? There are, Especially in, there are, in English, you call them grammar Nazis. And they would be, um, you know, in, in every field. So there would be somebody, you know, people saying, oh, don't, don't use this word this way. Like I, I come across the word, uh, the past tense of the word shine. Everybody keeps saying, a lot of people keep, keep saying shined. And I said, no, it's Sean. Sure. Um, oh, uh, but a lot of people on podcasts, on television, people speaking, I've heard a lot of this. So I used to be this person who used to get into, no, this is the right way to say it. And, uh, you know, this is the exact right way. And then I, I started, I, I took a course in linguistics over the course of the, the lockdown and i started listening to a lot of language. i'm really interested in linguistics and i realized that language is such an evolving protean sort of um, uh, thing that it, it you cannot cage it like into one box saying this is what it is what what uh, certain languages like french especially l'alliance française in uh, paris they do they try to box it in everybody has to speak the standardized french But English and and a lot of languages, they keep evolving Hindi, uh, Urdu itself, Hindustani, what is it? It is an evolution of language. Urdu itself came from the common language spoken by people of different ethnicities within uh, an army. So uh, the word horde, H-O-R-D-E in English and the word Urdu come from the same root. It's all, you know, part of the same group and that's how it came from, yeah. So language keeps evolving. So now if you don't know, uh, you know, sometimes we want to be very purist in our language, this thing, but if you don't know the Hindi word for Somya, there is nothing stopping you from using gentle as a synonym for that. Because unless either you yourself or some external person or factor is being a gatekeeper of language. So if you're saying gentle, why not? As you said, people have used, and today's poetry, a lot of poetry in Hindi or Hindustani also uses English a lot. There are certain words in English, like cigarette yeah. as you said. Nobody's going to say doom or train is a train. You're not going to say whatever the, the no, like, Nobody uses that, but even rail gadi might be but even rail gadi has rail in it. So it is a, such an yeah. evolving thing that you never feel that you shouldn't feel restricted by the purity of language. This is somebody who has been forced to clamber down from his ivory tower to you know base level of language and understand it so fluid.
2: Yeah, but so sorry to say this here. Uh, I have to admit that, um, uh, Sandeep, who uh, till a while ago used to call Sandeep sir, has played a very important role in terms of helping me get friendly with. The...
1: Why are you sorry to say
2: this? <laughs> So I actually met him when I was a student. And at that point of time, I had given to, you know you know, I, we used to have these T9 keyboards and I used to write all sorts of nonsensical spellings. And uh, the only way to also keep in touch with Sandeep sir was via email. So I used to, and I, I look at those emails and I shake my pants like, no, Kyush, mentor figure, ko rahi te, you know, someone who had come in to actually mentor us for a workshop. And uh, I remember that uh, something he wrote, which made me stay in touch, not with the purest form of language, but probably with just, just the way language should be. And that's all that he pushed me for. He's spelling or grammar He did not really press down anything, uh, very, very harshly down my throat. But he was very gentle again, uh, very somere in terms of just telling me that civilized is a so you civilised. Probably you have written it sarcastically, but I took that very seriously. And this is how I know the teachers who affected me. Probably in the smallest ways. And I am just carrying all of that legacy forward now to gently tell people that you have to take your own And And while yes, gentle problem I still appreciate with the way Sir found that opportunity to teach an entire crowd something, which all of us today, they, he made all of us into a community. It was like in yeah. secret jokes, which now only all of us know who were there. But we didn't know that we were public, so we didn't use it. 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 We did And I think I was watching this beautiful episode, right? Chef Stable, John Kwan, the None
0: uh, who cooks.
2: She said creativity is impossible with any kind of ego.
0: <laughs>
1: That's not true. Probably
2: not for you.
1: I think it's true. don't know. I think it's true. Picasso, for one. He was the most eager, he, he was the most egotistical man in the history of the universe.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you know, Sindi, we're about purity in a language. are in language, about it so languages, तो so, interfaces of languages, and ही can होती हैं you can see that 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 you can see तो हम can see that अपनी can see that you can see in which people like, say, Ahmed Faraz also, who has written Ranjish Khi, Sahi, Dali, Dukhani ke liya. I love this one, Nazm by him. It's a very progressive Nazm. Uh, it's very long. Uh, it's called bhalisi ek shaklithi but my favourite line is this, where there is a girl who is telling her relationship, and this girl says, that I don't have any painting. I don't have any painting that I will remain in a frame. That the mind of the mind is in a frame. Your thoughts, whatever you are, I don't have to massage that. I am a bear so it's very, so painting or frame or jis tarah words i aur usko prem se rhyme This is a playful architecture bahut sare shayar jinko assume that hain ki ye traditional poetry hi kar mm. they have also done this so faraz who's written ranjish sahi will also write something like have no painting in ki frame and that honestly yeah. so many times it gives me vocabulary for something that i want to say about myself but I don't know how to state it. So it tingles you somewhere that to or I this expression. So conversation. it. I <laughs> context not phrases it. poetry do adopt it. I don't poetry say it. to say
0: it. I do But then that's the new language, right? Yeah, that's my idiom. Yeah, that's 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 a new form of language. That's what I feel. Like right now in this podcast, we've jumped from like Hindi, English, Urdu. It's 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 very normal. Yeah. and this is not even something surprising to any one of us. Like it's it's a normal way of communication. Like when you talk, except if you have like if you have multilingual people, that's what the beauty is, right? Uh, yeah. then you get back to it. See, in this one statement, I just went from the- Yeah.
2: And travel ki beauty hai. thanks to my homestay, stream matlab- We've had people, Telugu Bhashi people, Malayali Bhashi people, Punjabi people, Bengali people, now an Israeli couple who are staying here. And I think my toughest time was conversing with these three Russian friends. We celebrated Diwali here with uh, some Russian guests. Hmm. And now, English and Hindi So, if you a language, you can language as much as anyone else Language ka primary purpose is not to stick to its paradigms, not to stick to stick to its semantics and syntax and grammar. It's to communicate. So, Punjabi poetry I sonari thiang ko mujaga USSR is a relationship. But it was so difficult to communicate. What actually then helped, you know, interestingly, was not just the words, it was the way I was using my hands and my face. So the communication happens as a package,
0: whatever helps. Yeah, this is one of the most interesting conversations that I've had in a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but can we, can you, could put a nice capstone on this with you reciting any one of your favorite poems? Now, I know uh, uh, there is one poem that I've heard, which she, which she loves to recite, and uh, she, uh, she will not believe this. At the end of her session in Mumbai, she got the entire. Uh, audience to recite along with her this particular poem. It's a revolutionary poem now. She likes revolutionary poets and so on. so And this is something that I know. So if you prefer, you can recite that. Otherwise, whatever, uh, something that you can recite for us that sort of puts us in the mood... How do you remember about this session though? You weren't there. Hmm.
0: My you
1: mentioned something about
0: reciting along with some. The, the, my statement would be abhi you know say you don't want to hear the toads croaking, so it's fine. I'm I'm gonna stick away from it.
1: I'll let the expert do it. We will stay completely silent. Yeah. Hamari Awaz Bilkul wants to so I'm going to go on
2: mute. I usually poem recite a poem and So I'm just going to recite it. I'm not going to explain anything. Yeah, works. I'm doing a different poem, Sandeep but I'm doing Fez. So this poem was uh, a sort of an inflection point. It was a milestone in Fez's life. Uh, a very popular poem and I love reciting it. So I'm just going to go ahead. The first love Miri mehboob Meni maak maine he tha ki tu hai to taraksha hai hayat tera gham hai to gham-e-dahr ka jhagra surat sehe alame alam mein baharon ko sabaq teri aankhon ke siwa duniya mein rakha kya hai tu jo mil jaye to taqdeer nigun ho jaye yun tha yun ho और भी दुख है ज़माने में मोहब्बत के सिवा राहतें और भी हैं वस्त्र की राहत के सिवा मुझसे पहली सी मोहब्बत मेरे महबूब नमाक अनगिनत सदियों के तारीख बहिमाना तिलसी रेशमो अतलसो कम खाब में बुनवाए हुए जा बजा बिकते हुए पूछाओ बाजार खक में लिखड़े हुए खून में नहलाए हुए जिस्म निकले हुए अमराज के तन्नूरों से हुए नासूरों से लौट जाती है उधर को भी नजर क्या कीजे अब भी दिलकश है तेरा हुस्न मगर क्या कीजिए और भी गम है जमाने में मोहब्बत के सिवा रहते और भी है वस्ल की राहत के सिवा
0: I'm like, why did it end? Why did it end? (laughs) I think I'm, uh, honestly, I'm sad about two or three things right now. First is we have to end the podcast, unfortunately. Sorry second i'm i'm sad about why can't i go to india quickly and you know attend one of your live shows please come um, and the third thing is it it ended very quickly so i think it should have we should have gone for another few lines but why not we'll definitely do it Um Soumya again thank you want to thank you so much you. so much for you know spending some time with us and you know amazing amazing talks about poetry recitation singing i Again, you do so many things I can't even... <laughs> it's going to be another podcast just to talk about
1: that.
2: Now you can imagine why the Mumbai people stayed for four hours.
1: Also, the, the big, big bouncers <laughs> standing outside the doors and not letting anybody leave was also a factor. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> so, Samia, for our listeners and our friends, how they can reach out to you, how they can visit your shows, please do let us know.
2: Perfect. I am uh, available on Instagram as S-A-U-M-Y-A-K-U-L And uh, everything else is attached to my Instagram profile. Otherwise, I'm present on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, but not really active anywhere. So Instagram it is. I'm
0: waiting for our poems to start off with, to have hashtags and add the rates in them. So that
1: would be the nouveau poems at one point. I have a poem that I can end on. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's a limerick. Do you know limericks? Of course. Yeah. So there once was was a sardar from Manchuria who ate a bag full of urea. He shot out some gas from out of his ass and turned around and said, "Kihoria." <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: I might, I think I would edit this up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, if you want to write to us, you can reach us out at batogitherapy2 at the or you can follow us on the social media as omel are doing right now. At BKT, yeah, yeah, please follow us on all. You guys already followed me, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I know you did the tattoo thing and you were singing the song.
1: Yeah, 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 we know all about you. We, we have this podcast stalks all of its guests,
2: perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, everybody, please uh, stalk us by we have no problem if you do, uh, purely as a Uh, podcast. Please talk us on Instagram. We are also uh, on Twitter uh, and um, various other social media. Of course, if you want to write to us and tell us about how much you love the show and uh, how much you love this episode and how it's made you rethink your life and uh, how you appreciate poetry and things like that, please write to us at bathokitherapy2 at gmail.com. Or you can write to us at piyush at batokitherapy2.com or sandeep at batokitherapy2.com and tell us how inappropriate my limerick was. Uh, but uh, otherwise, we have had an amazing conversation. This sets the tone for the weekend. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Gentle Kulshrisht. And um, <laughs> uh, we shall soon uh, catch up with you. And of course, please follow Somya on her Instagram. She does some amazing stuff. And you should check it out uh, there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And recording...